From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 229, and today I'm joined by filmmaker Viviano Caldinelli. Viv's most recent film is Seven Stages to Achieve Eternal Bliss. He's also a director on series such as Baroness von Sketchow, and this hour is 22 minutes. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Wreck. I'm Jeremy, and I have never seen this film, and I'm here with... I'm Viviano Caldinelli, and I have never seen this film. And you recommended it. Yes. Or this was your well, pick. Yeah, well, it's just something that um, I feel like I should have seen when it first came out. I never got around to seeing it. And I think, you know, as far as horror in the past, probably like, you know, 10 years, 15 years, this is uh, probably essential viewing. Um, as well, it's, um, I think this really got credited with like the kind of the reviving of the, like the found footage type stuff. Um, I don't think there has been a good one apparently between Blair Witch and this. I like so, that, that, that genre has been around long enough now that there has been had a revival. Yeah, no, I know that was total. Like I, that was like first year, uh, Niagara college when Blair Witch came out. Yeah. Yeah. I was in like, uh, a oh, you know what? Time. What? I think that's the first movie I ever downloaded, like illegally, because <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get it. Um, and it, we were in Welland, and it was very hard to find, even though yeah. it did have a wide release and stuff. But there's so much buzz. And um, I remember we had a cable modem, and again, like that first year, like you know, they were just being readily available. And I had to, um, and I was dying to see it, and I needed to see it. So I was like, ah, I'm going to watch the theater anyway. So I'm, I'll just, you know, I'll download it. And I, and I did on IRC Merc. I don't know if you remember that. That's oh, I remember. IRC chat. Yeah. And, yeah. That was like the big thing for MP3s as well. Uh, back oh, yeah. In the day. Yeah. And pirated wares. Like, you know, when you were a kid. And I think, you know, you're an adult when you start paying for Photoshop. And, and, you yeah. know, office and stuff, that's that's when you know you've made it, when you actually... Because back then, it was unheard of to pay for programs when you were a kid. Or you, even never, a, you found somebody that found somebody that had something, or you ha- or you found... I remember, like, Final Draft for years. I, I remember the first yeah. time I paid for a Final Draft subscription. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting paid to write now. I should probably pay for the software. Because yeah. I always yeah. had a hack. I had a, I had a little file. You just clicked on the file... And it yeah. put the registration in for you. Exactly. Yeah, you put in the number and, and it generate the, the other number for you and stuff. And yeah. I remember years of that. And there'd be an upgrade. 
having to find it for Mac was always a tough one. How long did you did it take you to download that movie? Oh, it wasn't long because it was like 640 by 480. It right. Wasn't like, you know, it wasn't HD back then at all. It was and like luckily a movie like that, it doesn't like lose, no, it almost it gains something with that low yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was fucking great. I loved it. That movie uh, terrified me. I remember watching that movie in the theaters and just that final image of the guy in the corner. Oh my God. Haunted Ooh. me for days. Yeah. For days it haunted me. One of the best. One of the best. I liked the remake too. Um, yeah, it was I, all right. It, it was all right. It was fun. Um, I don't know what people were expecting. I remember I saw it at Midnight Madness and people were, some people were complaining, but there were more like more elitist horror kind of thing and, and, and or like people and uh, yeah, I remember thinking, well, I liked it. It was fun. The sequel to the original is terrible though. Oh, it's <laughs> so weird and bad. <laughs> it's just like, it was what was... What were you th- anyway? Yeah, but and this one- part of that is they're watching footage, and they're all crowded around the computer. The guys at the computer, the guys like, wait, 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 hold on a second, rewind that, and he just starts typing <laughs> to rewind like a bunch of like words, you know, like, they would be like a hacker. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hit the J key. What the? F- yeah. Like he's what is he programming in basic? I like yeah. <laughs> anyone that's done any anyone in the audience, which is most people at that point that has any done any video stuff on the computer knows you hit the J key if you're going backwards. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. No, but it, it, it was probably a little early in, in like, you know, the uh, uh the video editing days, but still, you know, even then I knew when we watched it, we all laughed in the theater. But um but yeah, this is supposed to be a nice uh I don't know if it's necessarily a fresh take on that genre, but it's definitely like, you know, like stylistically, I don't think, I think it's, you know, just cameras and stuff. Um, but it's the subject that is like, you know, that that's compelling and great and scary and cool. And the, and the, and the only thing I think I know is that it's Spanish, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's literally all I know. I'm going in so cold to this. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I, I it's, it's, uh, do you want like a basic like? Oh, no, I want to know nothing. Okay, right, right, right. I know found yeah. footage in Spanish. <laughs> Perfect. That's all he is sold. Uh, um, but it did. It did. Spawn, I think we uh, we were chatting with this offline, but we it did garner like it's made it's had sequels, right? Oh, many. Yeah, I think up to four now, and I think it's been remade like wreck. Like there's there's a lot. It, it's it's been it's definitely uh, been very successful. And, um, yeah, they've milked as much as they possibly could out of it. So I think that bodes well for the first one. Hopefully it, hopefully it holds out. Um, if you, if, if, if young filmmakers out there, you want to have a film franchise early in your career, make a good horror film. Yeah. A cheap, good horror film. That always works. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. kind of your best shot. <laughs> to get into the franchise world. So, uh, well, I don't want to get into too much more than that because I'm so cold on it. All right. So I think this is a good chance to just jump in and watch. All right. Cool. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. We just finished and? I, I, well, I, I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. yeah. All, she, all she wanted to do was go for a little ride along. Well, you know, that's usually how these things begin or start out. Um, the last like 10 minutes were great. 
fantastic. Yeah. Right, right from the from the moment they're like look they're in that apartment really i mean there's a bit of like it gets overly exposition dump when they're looking at all the walls and all that kind of stuff everything gets like overly creepy but from the second pablo is looking up into that attic oh yeah that was beautiful last yeah. frame that thing like i don't know if that was cg i don't think so I no everything's practical yeah Oh no the the detail well even I was I was just reading out quickly while we were coming on uh, some some background stuff but some like they were kind of disappointed when the movie first came out because like because they did a lot of really good makeup work and like you don't really see because of the camera and the style of the shooting yeah. some of the stuff was but that's also what makes it really great I yeah think. I like the frame rate too I'm glad it was like at thirty you know like video. It wasn't like 24 frames or, you know. Um, yeah, like during the middle of it too, I kind of zoned out a bit. You know, I went on my phone and paid attention. But you know what I mean? Like it was, it wasn't, you know, yeah. Like, like it, it was good. It was short and ended really well. And it was fun. I didn't quite like, yeah, like it, it was just the ending made up. Like, but also like at the beginning, the first, the old lady and the kid and, you know, it was just more a little bit. I love the shot when they were running up the stairs and everyone was chasing them. Yeah. You know, when they first got into the, uh, the, the, the penthouse, that was really cool. Yeah. Looking um, down, just seeing the evolution of everyone, this whole <laughs> right. At that point, you're like, you're all fucked. Like there's nobody yeah. in this building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I really enjoy like just from the the, the get go, just how uh, and she had some iffy moments, but that girl that played the lead, um, just the authenticity of how like awkward she was, but kind of confident on camera, just and just all the fire um, fighters like that that all that stuff just felt so much like I was just watching a bad. Yeah, news reporters behind the scenes. Yeah. Like it was so authentic and well done. Very much so. Yeah, and her just uh, justifying the recording really helped too. Yeah. Then on me, like, no, we're taping everything. We're gonna get like they had to document. And they felt, you know, they were, you know, they they absolutely needed to, uh, um, you know, because that always comes into question in some of these movies, like, when do you put it down? Like, you know, and just kind of, you know, except I would say for the very end where, you know, um, when, he, when Pablo was getting attacked, I was like, you know, like I think you put the camera down now. Well, it, <laughs> it, it makes sense at the very, very end because it's like, oh, the night vision is the only way we yes, see. Yes, that's they have, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought they did a really good job explaining why the camera's on because even you have a lot of cameras, characters that are opposed to it and they keep, yeah. on, they keep on using the bullshit uh, integrity of the news and how dare you try to censor us, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's good because she did this great thing where she wrote that line of absolutely want, like this was her story, right? Yeah. yeah. You can tell she had like, this is going to be my big break in her eyes. Yeah. yeah. No, it was good. Really happy uh, to finally you know, get that off the list. Yeah. The other one, I think, uh, uh, Contagion. There was a bunch that were kind of similar that came out 
I don't know if they were spawned because of wreck or just coincidentally, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but, um, that was the other one that I haven't seen either that I feel like, I don't know how close or similar it is, is contagion. Um, but Isn't uh, Sod- I think, I, I think you're talking about the Soderbergh movie. Oh, sorry. I am. And that's not yeah. contagion. I think there's um, one called like outbreak or something that's in there. Yeah. It, because it came on, it was like recommended with this. Um, like other movies. Hang on here. Let me see. Uh, quarantine? Is it called Quarantine? Quarantine. That's it. No, that didn't uh, come out to like, or Outlast. No, Outlast. Yeah, started. Quarantine. That's it. Quarantine's another one. Quarantine came out the following year. Yeah, because it's same thing. Reporter Angela Carpenter and her cameraman are doing it. Oh, sorry. Quarantine is a remake of Wreck. There you go. That too, I was going to say, because I was fine with like, okay, cameraman thing, but when they do a night shift with firefighters on a reality program, I guess that's pretty much, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, um, but wait, Quarantine is. So Quarantine was a U.S. movie. Uh, it's a remake. And so this movie, Wreck, didn't come out in the States, it says, until after. Uh, quarantine came out, and also they had uh, confirmed the sequel. Okay, okay. So it is the same thing because it, but this is all in Spanish. The credits for some reason in quarantine. I don't know why. Oh, it's Jennifer Carpenter who is on Dexter is the uh, reporter. Yeah, so I guess I don't need to see quarantine, but um, but yeah, no, that was great. That was a lot of fun. I don't know if I need to see the other ones though. Um, unless they're better in some way, but. the second one apparently picks up. It's the same building. I was, oh, looking, really? I was looking at it really quickly. They go in to see what what happened. Uh, well, I imagine we'll see all these characters again as like these creatures, right? These yeah, zombified whatever they are. I mean, zombies for lack of a better term, right? What's the best wreck movie? <laughs> Um, so this yeah. was all um, improvised, obviously, shot, uh-huh. shot in chronological order, and even to the point where the actors didn't know what was going to happen next. Like, no, no, nobody had an outline or a script. So on a wow. on a day to day basis, the actors didn't know if they were going to survive. Their character was going to survive that day or not. And which you can only imagine added to like the atmosphere and the fear of the actors and the uncertainty. I think that definitely does something. Oh, for sure. Like I just shot a movie last year that was like this. That was not, not a horror, but we shot, we shot without, uh, the actors didn't have an outline. I had it. And and just that process with them, just seeing how they were dealing with that and trying to come to grip. And I always try to end every day on a bit of a turn. So they were like, like, well, we'll see you tomorrow. And they didn't know what was happening. They knew what we left with. They had all day for to percolate in their head. <laughs> and I can't. And I imagine like the the filmmakers here used a very similar tactic because it's yeah. very it's very powerful to leave actors not knowing what's happening next. Yeah, you know, especially in like you know the a scenario with stakes in this movie, like that life or death. You know, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. I wonder what else they've done, the uh, filmmakers. Did yeah, they... look it up, because I'm really curious, because they, I, I imagine this is their breakout, but they must have uh, got poached by by the U.S. at some point, you would imagine. 
Yeah, and Spain is just like they love horror. Um, absolutely love horror. Um, like um, Sitches, I don't know, I believe that's how you say it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, and they do more. I had a film, I almost got to go there last two years ago, right when COVID broke out because my film James versus the Future South was playing. Oh, shit, you didn't get to go. I was supposed yeah. to go. I had this whole amazing like European tour planned and I and I and it got taken away. Right. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was looking forward to. That was awesome. I, that was probably my favorite festival ever. Um, just because you're fucking on the Mediterranean too. And like the hotel's beautiful. And it's kind of like, uh, yeah. And then like my screening was at midnight. And um, I walked back to the hotel at like, you know, three in the morning just through these like these old cobblestone streets and stuff oh. it was it was just and it was it was insane it was insane it was just like yeah it's an amazing time and it's just it's just like a horror sci-fi like convention essentially you know what i mean and there's great artists and you know other filmmakers walking around and stuff it's it's really cool oh, um i know but yeah like well i'm sure you'll 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 go at some point um but uh but yeah, Spain loves their horror for sure. For sure, they're uh, they go crazy for it. Crazy. Yeah. Um, there, there was only a couple. I mean, I kind of let a lot go just knowing the style the movies are, and they're clearly working with. I mean, the acting was pretty good because they were all just yeah. kind of reacting, right? Like they didn't have to like try to nail a line, you know, no. or try to wait for their turn. There's only a couple beats that bump for me, like. All, if you see all those protocols this health inspector goes through to come in the door. And then, and then he takes us the moment he's out of the room. It's like, why now? What? And and I'll tell you everything that's going on. You know what I mean? Even though I can't tell you, I can't. I've sworn. You know what I mean? Like, if they're taking all of those precautions outside and inside, yeah, he isn't just going to take off his mask and two, he isn't just going to like well, you know, this well, is... This. I guess here's one thing I realized later on. Did he get bit in that room? And and that's why he realized there was no point? No, I don't think so. Because I think he probably would have quarantined himself or something. He felt like, I don't know. Like his, I guess his character... That's the only way it would make sense for me. Yeah. If, if he got bitten, so it's like, well, fuck, I might as well tell you. I'm going to die anyway. Or turn. No, I think they, if, if he did, they would have established it or something. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? would have you know did something but um that, that but, little yeah. girl turned quick yeah yeah well you knew too when she was poking at the camera and you could see her mouth was all dry and stuff it was just like that was just some yeah like that, that there are some uh that's some foreboding like foreshadowing happening there you can well, and that. that's just it when you think that they <laughs> shot in chronological order like the foreshadowing that the filmmakers did for some characters was pretty great yeah, they yeah. would have set up that little girl being sick really early on, so the other characters wouldn't have thought anything of it. No. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit! Yeah, the only loose end was the older Asian man who was apparently upstairs. We yeah, I guess he was just—it was just some kind of what's it called, the red herring or some sort. Like you know, it's there, but it's not. I was but, expecting like, him it was to a be whole there. racist kind of little oh something happening. Um, but um, 
but yeah. I was expecting him to show up at the end. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It did kind of go away with the rest of the problems, but now it's only it, now that you mentioned it. Yeah, that does. I you know they should have showed him dead or something, or have him come out like join them with the stairs at the running too, or something. You know what I mean? Towards the end, I don't know. I mean, by that point, we were as they're running up to the penthouse. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Just like uh, he's gonna they just spent so much time establishing that guy. It felt like yeah. a weird, uh, a weird. Movie. Yeah. Well, definitely. And like, you know, I'm going to look at him and no, no, staying, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. It was great. I didn't feel like any character was kind of, you know, uh, um, I was going to say not too much, but, you know, they had the right amount of characters. I didn't think that anything was kind of, I thought it was very economic, you know, storytelling. And uh, the length was good. And, you know, I, I don't imagine it was a huge budget. It doesn't seem like it. Um, no, someone would have probably had access to that building. Yeah. It feels like the kind of thing where the filmmakers just made a list of what are all the different things we have access to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, can we get a fire station for a couple nights? Yeah. Um, and then the building. Like, well, once you have a building like that, you're laughing. Yeah. And also, too, with the lighting, like you're not spending much time, right? If it's fair tag like that, you know, like you, no. I, I, I can't speak, you know, because maybe, maybe they took hours to light. I doubt it. I'm sure it was just as is, you know what I mean? And, I feel like they just took really authentic. And even like you don't get the sense that there's like a boom operator that they're trying to hide either. It feels like everyone's probably on labs. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they've hidden some mics around. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're also just allowing for, and and it's funny because the girl even has all of those moments. She has a moment where she gives like the mother shit for trying to talk while she's interviewing the little girl. Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, they can't hear you because you're not Mike. So don't talk to me right now. <laughs> um, yeah, thank God they didn't dub it because it would have been awful. Uh, um, I always find like yeah, in dubs, you know what I mean. Like performances get you know, are terrible. Um, did you watch Squid Game? I literally am two episodes away from finishing. Okay. Um, I just, I'm at yeah. the point now where they just introduced the really bad Caucasian characters. Okay. It's like, so, oh, what? That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Because even when we watch it in Korean, they're dubbed, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're in the same thing. And they sound terrible and um the dialogue it's actually it's 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 twofold it's the writing and the dubbing on top of it like you know it's like they're just like frat boys or something you know what i mean like they're not people of that kind of uh um you know know, like insanely rich jeff bezos types you know what I mean? Or like something, you know, these guys are like multi, yeah. multi, multi. And they, they're talking. They spent a solid like two minutes <laughs> on a 69 joke. And they were terrible. It was terrible. I like that number. You know, <laughs> we just oh, the, it was well, awful. It, it just makes me think more and more the way I hear that story about how the guy wrote the series 10 years ago and didn't update parts of it at all. That was it. But also makes me think is that like, when we write dialogue for other cultures and stuff, does it, are, 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 is our dialogue that terrible? Because we don't know. Because clearly it feels like 
it's it's all like from based off like American movies that that dialogue is kind of inspired by. You know what I mean? And so these are what these these are what Americans sound like. You know what I mean? I like that, that says more about that guy's interpretation of America than it says anything. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think so. Which is you're right. Of, it's like it's written for. Yeah, if those guys, it's written for like the people that are like in hostel. Yeah. You know, but not quite yeah. even. Like, it's just, I don't even, yeah, you're right. It's like, I don't know who those guys are supposed to be. Uh, the only part of that whole series that really kind of bugged me. And someone could have, should have flagged it. It's a simple, like, like, it, it's not being, like, you know, all the actions, everything that happens story-wise is all fine within that, like, you know, that little video. I feel like you could have dialogue. I feel like you could have cut them out of the episode. I've only seen the one episode. I don't you know, know what? You're right. You, you could totally have cut them out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's well, the only like, thing, that's a, the only thing, again, I don't, again, spoilers for those who haven't watched Squid Game. We shouldn't say too much. The only thing, they interact with the, we'll call him the intruder character. The one dude in so I wonder if that doesn't wouldn't play in. But I feel like well, there, is, there is another thing, and since you haven't watched it all, um, we'll talk about it after. But there is one little other thing too that comes into play um, later on. But, but still, you could like it's really just a bit of a cat and mouse game of sorts, or yeah. just like. You know him just being under the radar, or whatever you call it. But yeah, I feel uh, like you probably could have cut. It was just it was worth cutting out. It's so bad. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. to the point. But I mean that that said, like I was up to that point. Uh, I have been sitting there going, "Some who's I gotta know like the next layer behind this because it just feels like ooh, this is awfully elaborate." For, like somebody's profiting off of this somehow. <laughs> I, I gotta see how the it's quite a lot. It absolutely is. Well, you'll, see, for this. you'll see. It, it it does. It does make sense at the end. It's okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for, in, in, well, in that world, like I buy it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it is a you know obviously a big fantasy kind of thing. It's heightened the reality of sorts, but um, but it is like but we're gonna see like to that point. Um, like we're gonna start. Even there was some like ro- I just noticed that something popped up in my next week's feed today that was like a romantic uh, f- Japanese show. That it's out. Like, we're gonna see just so many Netflix is gonna start just like going through this cat their catalog and going. Yeah. Oh, what other foreign shows do we think might hit right now? Yeah, yeah, and there's gonna be a lot of like shitty kind of like you know game competition like things you know what i mean because for sure they we, we we want the next squid game but well, that's just it. And game is something completely seen, different you know what i mean like it's but it's, we've had this before like we've had the running man we've had hunger games we've had yeah. you know there's so many, every now and then we get these these things that are just about you know, people competing life and like literally life and death stakes in a competition so it's this is a more unique version of that. We haven't seen this kind. No, no, like the whole children's game type of thing. Well, what uh, are they going to remake Running Man again, or make it like I heard that was in development, or someone was making it? Or I feel like the answer to "Are they going to remake Blank?" is always probably yeah. Yeah. at some, some point. point. Yeah. Uh, everything is going to be remade at some point, right? 
I remember like, yeah, in the nineties or, or mid nineties, early nineties, no mid nineties, I would say I was reading a book and they were talking about mm-hmm. like, at some point they want to remake Planet of the Apes. And I was like, oh man, it's going to be awesome. And Schwarzenegger was attached to it in some way. <laughs> um, and um, I don't think this, I don't know if it was necessarily a star in it, but, or maybe he was, but he also had a lot of input on the creative. And um, because it was from the ground up, they were building this and he had a really, really like violent and visceral like image like he wanted it to be, which is really cool. Um, but obviously, it you know, probably made studios and they made different things, you know. I want to see that version of Planet of the Age. I do, too. Yeah. But the book for Running Man was really great. I don't know if you read that short story or the, the Bachman books. Um, that's one of the ones I haven't. I'm actually just, I haven't in the last year just diving back into all the Stephen King I've missed over the years. It's like such great stuff, especially the old, like, that was my entire high school was just Damn. like, and nothing could actually like. I tried Dean Koontz and stuff and everything, but nothing, nothing like There's something about just his style that's so like it's clean and simple, but yet smart. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why he's who he is. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I read. Um, I read a script. Um, I had. Like, uh, I wonder if I could send it to you. It was like uh, um, Egypt sent it to me um, in LA like a long time ago. And um, it was, it was a, a autobiographical or no, not a, 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 he had nothing to do with it, but it was a biography of Stephen King while he was making um, Maximum Overdrive when he was like co- completely out of his mind. <laughs> it is one of the most insane scripts I've ever read. And it fucks with the format and stuff too. Like, he goes into like these big long monologues and then it just gets real. The writing gets really, really small, like the font and stuff. It was really fucked up, but it was brilliant. It was really funny. And it was just the, the, the opening scene is him just like talking to his manager, pitching him thinner. And he's just like talking a mile, like thousand miles an hour, like describing thinner. It's obviously coked out of his mind. And the manager's like, Great. He's like, when, you know, how long, you know, I think you can get something, you know, on paper in the next like six months. He's like, I'm already done. Here it is. And he just like <laughs> pops it off his desk. And then, uh, then he just like runs out and he gets in his car and um, the, the agent or his manager's like, yeah, Dino De Laurentiis calls. He wants you to, to, to direct, you know, a movie and stuff like that. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll think about it. Blah, blah, blah. And then he just drives like around the block around the building and then he comes back around he's like yeah i'll do it and then he goes and then it's like him driving his kid to school and then he's like oh i dropped a quarter and then he goes down and he just like takes a big bump of coke he's like found it <laughs> it was insane it was really funny i don't know how much of it's true i think obviously you know a lot of his claim but he was just yeah in the he talks day. about it. he talks yeah. about his uh, his dark times yeah just in this state for so long and um yeah man but uh they uh long or the uh, running man was great and long walk i don't know if you read that long walk arguably might be better than running man because it's kind of a similar thing like like 
uh, dystopian type of like game show. And it's basically when you're 18, you can enter into this lottery and um, they choose a hundred kids, 18 year olds from all across the United States. And it's on TV. It's all live, the draw. And if you get, if you get picked, you're in this contest. And basically it's a hundred contestants and all they do is just walk. And if you stop walking, you get shot. Um, you die. I heard and then, it, yeah. and it's live on TV. Everyone's watching it. And then uh, you get like, a, you know, whatever, like, I think at the time it was a million bucks, which was, you know, in the late seventies, a lot of money. And, and one, you can wish for anything in the world, like humanly possible. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's great. It, it was, it was awesome. I'm surprised that hasn't been made into a movie and I'm sure they are fast tracking that right now. I bet you, I bet you. Yeah. Stephen King's hot again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Running man. I, and- I, remember, I swear I've seen the long walk in, in uh, development at various stages. Yeah. They have, the been, it's been falling in and out and stuff like that. I think. Maybe Edgar Wright was going to do it at one point. I'm not sure. But. Oh, that would be interesting. Because it seems like a slower... Uh... Oh, it's all about relationships, right? Because it's, yeah. it's just the ones that form between those contestants, right? And, um, and also the conflict where... Because there's just like this one general that's driving around on a Jeep with the gunman. Right, who shoots like you know the kids when they stop, and he's a bit of a prick, and it's so the dynamic between like all of those guys, and there's one really awesome part in there I don't want to spoil, um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, it was really got off topic. We started talking about you know uh, dystopian. Yeah, that's okay. Game shows. Uh, we do. It looks uh, like before we move off completely, it looks like Long Walk is in development actively. Okay. Do you have IMDb Pro? Do you like? I think yeah. I want to get like nine people and subscribe to it. I can't justify the price. I used to have it for free. Um, I can't remember whose I had. It was some development executive, and I ended up getting like his login and email for casting. And uh, I just had it for years, and then eventually, when he moved to a different company, it. it, it uh, that's my situation. I, I have a login that I uh, I'm allowed to use as I need from yeah, yeah. a friend. <laughs> same thing. It's just, it's one of those things that's like I can't subscribe to every every little thing, but it does no. seem really handy when oh, you need it. Oh yeah, no, it's a great it's a great tool. But fuck, like it's what is it like twenty bucks a month? For those listening who don't know, what we're talking about. I'm I, you all know what IMDb is. IMDb Pro is a more uh, pro version, obviously, but it what it really cool is it includes like agent information and contact information. So if you're a filmmaker and you're looking to hire, you know, an actor of any range, you can get in touch with the reps through it. Um, yeah. yeah, for the price of twenty bucks a month. Yeah, it's, it, I think I actually might even need more. But also, it's good like budgets you can see too yeah. for film. But a lot of times they're inflated or deflated. Um, you know. But, uh, I said, but if you're if you're if you're a film student and you got a bunch of friends, like get a month yeah. subscription, use the hell out of it, right? Get down all the contact information you need for whatever, and uh, and go from there. But it, it, it's a good resource. But yeah, it can be expensive if you have an ongoing subscription. 
And we didn't have that when we started out. We had that book you had to buy, that production handbook. Remember that shit? Yeah, and it was out of date the moment it was printed. <laughs> like everyone's, like all the production things, like that was like, like a two hundred dollar book or something you had to go buy and shit, and you had yeah. to buy a map to a map book of Toronto, so you knew where everything was when you were going to be a PA. And uh, oh yeah, back then, insane, insane stuff we had to back, do. Yeah, the the stuff the. Now we're having we are old men now. That we uh, they don't appreciate the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that we're doing a podcast. I'm just talking like you know we're old friends and alumni. So I apologize for getting off topic. So oh, that's okay. People people love this kind of stuff. Uh, that said, though, what so what are some of your fa- other than what are some of your favorite horror movies? Shining. You know, it, which is kind of me. Everyone, yeah, big deal. Everyone likes The Shining, you know. But it's such a special movie. It always has been. I will you say, know, I just finally read the book. I hadn't read it. And yeah. now I get, and I, I totally get it now. I get why people were like, oh, why King hated the adaptation. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the movie's its own thing and the book's yeah. its own thing. And, and that's it. But that's the only book that made me jump. Like, it's, it, it's, it's. I didn't read something and jump. It was basically, I was reading something and I was just so like terrified and involved and everything. And then something fell in my bathroom when I was reading it. And I just leaped. Uh, uh, Cause <laughs> I was in such a fucking like, it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a great read. I read it up North. We were at, at a family camp. And so we were all in cabins yeah. And I was reading it late at night and I had to go to the bathroom for I went to bed. And I was like, I got to go to the bathroom so bad. I do not want to leave this cabin and walk through the dark to the bathroom. I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't yeah. <laughs> I'm still that way. I remember like, you know, I think you grew up in in, in kind of the country as well. Yeah. Like I, I had a split kind of adolescence and, and grew like I grew up in the city till I was like 15, 16. And then I moved to the country. And then I just remember like taking up the garbage at night, having to walk down like dark and then just fucking running full running speed back. back door, you know? And, um, so the shining definitely the thing, I pr- the thing is probably my favorite, I would say. Um, yeah, definitely probably my favorite Dawn of the Dead, the, like the original. Yeah, Romero, yeah. That's another one. That's just like, I put it on all the time. It's like, I don't, I can't, write or work with like movies only certain movies um just because dialogue will interfere like i, I like usually listen to video game soundtracks because there's no lyrics right yeah. um but um i can put on dawn of the dead that's just like classic like you know like uh, uh classical music to me um I, so that would say those are my big three and they're not really anything like um do you think what's kind of what do i have that Kind of like, we well, you got you got a Black Christmas poster on your wall behind you. Yeah, I do love Black Christmas. That's a, I love uh, Bob Clark. He's probably my favorite director. Um, the first Creep Show is fucking awesome. Uh, I've never seen Creep Show. What? Oh my! If we oh, we should have did Creep Show. Well, we'll no, I'll Creep save it for next time. year. I'll save it for next Halloween. Creep Show is fucking awesome. Awesome. That is like all the greats of the eighties, you know, coming together and making this anthology. Uh, and um, and make a, I'll make a note for next year. 
Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Creep Show 2 is, 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 you know, it has its moments. It's fun, but it, it doesn't hold flame with the first one. And obviously, like, I'm a big fan of all the Italian, like, horror, you know, like, the, the you know, House, like, uh, uh, House by the Cemetery and, and uh, um, Beyond and all of that. Like, it's just, that shit is just, oh, it's awesome. It's so awesome. And it, it, it's on so many levels. Italian horror back then, like that kind of horror is just like, especially if you got a chance to see something uncut as a kid, like it was just on such, it was on, on such an other level um, compared to like the American stuff. It's just fucking mean. It's mean spirited. It's just, it's so like, oh, the deaths are brutal. Ultra violent, like, um, yeah, nothing compares to that stuff. Um, and also, the kind of nonsense too. The scripts are terrible, but um, and the acting is bad. But it's just some of the execution, some of the shots. He had, he had some great, you know, uh, technical, uh, uh, you know, people on those things, like great cinematographers and camera people and and stuff, and they could get like amazing shots and stuff. Um, so I'd say those are the ones that obviously like like the other carpenter stuff, like they live. Um, obviously, Prince of Darkness, I think, is probably like other than the thing, my favorite John Carpenter. Um da, 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 da. Zombie 2. I could go on and on. Yeah. There's so many. But uh I would say those those three that I gave you and and you know, and a, and a good like a good healthy dose of all those Italian films are probably my favorites, my go-tos kind of thing. Nice. I'm wearing a Maximum Overdrive uh, shirt, actually. That's true, you got a Garbage Pill Kids shirt on. Yeah, it's a, it's, but it's Maximum Overdrive uh, hit and run. Nice. Oh, I, the, uh, I have this one and I have a They Live one as well. That's a Garbage Pail uh, kind of nod to, to horror, so to speak. That's super fun. Yeah, yeah. I, came, I came to horror late because I had uh, I was nervous about it as a child because I had a, a, a cousin that was uh, played played cruel pranks on me. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> so I just kind of didn't really get into it at all until later on, and and eased into it slowly. I think my like my first my turning point uh, as like tame as it is compared to most things was like was the original Scream because that okay. was, that was like a good like gateway entry drug that made me go oh it's kind of scary but not really and then it allowed me to just kind of start dipping my toe into other things yeah i did it like very early as early as possible and probably the sole reason was was because i shouldn't be watching it so that was that's what drove forbidden there's a forbidden fruit aspect absolutely absolutely whether it's on TV or renting stuff or, or what have you from as early as I can remember, you know, I, you know, I may even have a bit of that now. If someone tells me you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. No. I'll just, oh, can I? <laughs> I'll figure it out. way to do it or I'll just push back. Uh, um, but, uh, but no, I, I also did love them, you know, and um, so, yeah, because I think, you know, either you watch it and when you shouldn't be watching it, and it scares the shit out of you, and you don't want to watch it again, 
or there's something, you know, oh, God, no, I love this stuff. So it was great. Yeah, I always, you know, and all the friends I had growing up, they, we were all kind of in the same boat, so to speak. And uh, I had a, I very lucky as a kid, um, the one of the first video stores and local video stores, um, the owners had a, a son that was my age and we became very good friends. So I had like free rentals all the time. Oh, that's like candy. Yeah, so we had like one of the first big purchases I remember. Like I wanted a VCR, but so I had it like we were talking about like like maybe four. I had a VCR, which was like rare. Yeah, like, we didn't have money as a kid, like when I was a kid either. But um, and my mother really didn't care for movies, so I, I'm surprised we got one. But we got one, and um, yeah, it was a big deal. So you know, because I remember still going to birthday parties and people would be renting VCRs. Yeah. And shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so I, I had early access to, to good stuff. And I remember the shining box was always something that was like calling me. There was just something about Jack Nicholson's face on that box sticking, like sticking his head through that door. That was just like, like it was almost as if like the box was haunted. It Damn. was, it was, uh, yeah, there was something to it. So it had an energy to it, man, that just, and I saw that when I was really young in it. Yeah. That, I saw that one young too. That's one of the few ones I saw young. Yeah. The benefit I have now though is is as an adult, especially doing a podcast like this, I'm always I'm usually the virgin when it comes to horror movies because uh there's so many I've I've missed. Oh, there's so, some great ones too. But I'm catching up. I watched Hellraiser for the first time for this year. Oh, Hellraiser's fun, yeah, absolutely. Hellraiser's great. Hellraiser I was actually scared to watch because all I remember as a kid was that poster of Pinhead. Yeah, and, and that being a terrifying image to me. Oh yeah, no, there's some great images in Hellraiser, and those characters like that, that makeup and shit is just like two and three are great too. There's some really good stuff, really good effects, really fun stuff. In the other yeah, ones in the- well, even the effects still hold up. Like we watched it in 2K, and <laughs> it looked good. Like those those effects, given you know it's all stop motion, like yeah. they should not hold up the way they do. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, if I think those movies hold up better than some that were made like 15, 20 years ago, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna to run to the washroom, Jeremy. Not to I was gonna say, well, we're, we're we've done pretty good here. What are your final thoughts okay. on on Wreck? Um, I'm you know I'm, I'm just I'm happy I finally saw it. It's kind of been haunting me. Like it's always one of those things where it's just like like many movies that are on your you know list. I need to see those. You know, it's like one of those, I'll make time for it, I'll make time for it. And then usually it's a situation like this where, you know, you find someone else who hasn't seen it or someone sits you down and forces you, okay, we're going to take the time now to watch it. And I'm, I'm mostly happy that it delivered, you know, because that's yeah. what you want most, you know. And, and it was, it was really fun. It was great. I really enjoyed it. It felt like authentic and, and smart in, in most yeah. places and, and had some really good like moments where I was like, oh, fuck. And shocking, you know? Yeah, absolutely. A bit, so, well, I, and I'm glad because I don't know if this is one I would have seen if you hadn't have recommended it. Yeah, I don't know how long it would be until I would have watched it, to be honest. Until I found out it was $4.99, and then I was like, man, I could have bought this a long time ago. But I'm yeah. glad I, I own it now. I hey. probably won't watch it again. But, <laughs> but, but you could. Yeah, but I can. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much, Jeremy. It's been Thanks, a blast. Talk to you soon. Right, we'll see you. Take care. Uh, 
Thanks for joining us for Rec. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a